0: This episode is a shout-out to the lovely, intuitive training going on. That is where real teaching is happening, because we love our dogs. In this episode of Learning About Dogs podcast, Kay Lawrence and Sue McGuire discuss advocating again for the needs of the dogs and why we, Kay and I, are not like the others.
1: Okay, so I was watching a um, TV series. as one of our national rehoming centers. and. There was a bunch of them being videoed taking the dogs for a walk. Uh, a group of kennel staff or, you know, staff on the site, probably about 12 of them, one dog each. Every single dog was walking in front of them at the end of the lead. Were they pulling? Didn't matter. Mm-mm. Nobody was struggling. No dog was what I call patent swimming, you know, gagging against the collar. They were all on harnesses and they all had good contact. You know, there was no must walk on a loose leaf by the side of the person. You know, nope, nope, they were just out there and it was to me I looked at it and I thought, Goodness me, they're taking those dogs out for the dog's benefit and it wasn't about exercise, it was about the dogs Having this large treeed area where they could sniff and walk, and the folk were chatting as they went along, and it was just looked like that's what it should be. That's mm-hmm. what it should be. Absolutely. Not this must walk, but next to me must walk on a loose leash because it is not a loose leash; it's a disobedient dog. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. 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 No, it was about sniffing, about engaging, and they were walking far enough away from each other that the dogs would not have got wrapped up on these leads at all. Sure. You no, know, it was yeah. not, and it was. I thought, goodness me, that's refreshing to see.
0: I used to always tell people that when I was working at sheltering that of the volunteers that I had for the previous generations of me it was like we must train the volunteers to do this right <laughs> and yeah, I used yeah. to laugh because I thought oh intuitively they know how to do this right because like they're because their passion, they're volunteers for crime and sakes. Yes. Where yes, is their passion yes. but for the animals? So, yeah. you know, I would go out and watch them and it's, oh, my gosh, so intuitive. Oh, oh you want to sniff that? You want to look at that?
1: Fabulous. Yeah, you want to yeah, go dig yeah, for a yeah. gopher? Fabulous. Yeah. Because <sighs> this is about you coming out of prison for an hour or two, I... having the best possible time I can give you. Yes. Yes. You know, there's a borderline to which you've got to build, You know, go up to with indulgence, sure. building habits that were going to be hard to change away. But under those conditions, that one hour out, yeah, I'd want it to be precious and the best it could be. Yeah.
0: And uh, guess what? That's not going to help them get adopted, whether or not they do that. Yeah. What's going to yeah. get adopted yeah. them is how they look, believe it or not. Yeah.
1: Well, it did go through the whole phase of if you train the dog to as many tricks as possible, that makes it more appealing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the tricks was done for the trainer, not for the actual people who came to look around. Yeah, as you say, and it's what they looked like, because that's what we were sold on. You know, the books that were out 20, 30 years ago, when you look through them, how to choose the type type of dog for you. It would show you pictures. It would tell you how much coat needed doing. It would tell you what colours they come in, what size they were. And it was all measured on looks. Mm. Yeah. You know, I mean. Uh, even the Gordon Setters—I mean, in twenty years since I had a Little puppies—but people came and had one because they'd already had a red one and they fancied a black and tan one. Okay. <laughs> Nothing to do with how different they were yeah. from the Irish Setters at all, Ooh. you know. Like, okay, I think maybe not for you. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it's all about what it looked like. Yeah.
0: So I—I I guess I sort of feel like um defeated at times but at the same time just keep plugging through plug through plug through plug through
1: yeah because it's it's you know sort of um kudos well the (sighs) there are people out there that think like us and they're struggling to find a way forwards as well and if they could they would yeah and if we can give them the rich resources that are at our fingertips that in everything we do, the diet, the exercise, the way the dogs live, you know, the fact we don't have to do this with them or that with them or that, you know, the other thing with them, because we're all about letting them live the best life they can, not at any expense to anybody, but of benefit to that dog. Yes, it is out there. It's a resource that people can find if they, they look for it. And we need to build this resource broad and wide. Yes.
0: I, I want to encourage people because I I came to this point where I felt like I'm not having fun. It's not for me. Yeah, 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 and and so then the companion to that is looking for things that are for you. Um, yeah, and I, yeah, yeah, I and yeah. I have to frankly my own personal journey. I'll talk about me for a second. My own personal journey has been, oh my gosh, it's actually quite simple. When you find out that oh that's not for me, that's not for me. Oh, what is for me is really kind of fun it's yeah yeah it's asking
1: who they are asking well it's the whole thing that you know you get to the point where you think there are only square holes and I'm a round peg so damn I'm going to have to adapt myself to fit in a square hole because Mm. I can't find any round ones and we're saying no (laughs) there are many round ones out there but they might not shout quite as loudly as the square ones Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and you feel that oh, I've got to adapt and do it the same as everybody else. And I just quietly went my own way and go, no, I don't want to do that with my dog. And I remember this Abacab it was that was the very hot dog on the trials. He actually took the sheep once back to the holding pen at the top of the field, totally got disorientated halfway (laughs) down, and we went back up the field. I'm like, even though I'm whistling him to come back to me, the echo around the whole bloody place was bad, and he took the sheep straight back up to the top into the holding pen. (laughs) Guy. I had to get him to jump in the car and bring him back to me anyway that sort of dog <laughs> they <don't> remember him <laughs> i remember he went out and did a, a competition in obedience and the send away that we have to send the dog out to and drop the dog and then mm-hmm. do a recall to heal blah 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 uh, he started to try and pick up the actual box that the dog had laid down in because it was like a toy box thing uh-huh and as I'm walking away from him, I could see the people watching all laughing and pointing because there he was coming up behind me with this rattling thing. And I'm like, oh, what have you done, naughty <laughs> boy? And the judge said, well, I'll, I'll look away if you want to get on to him and, and make him stay out there. Mm. So the judge was going to just pretend he didn't see me correct the dog and put oh, him back. And I said, oh. no, it's okay. I'll just call it a day at that. Thanks very much. You know, But everybody was there wanting to tell me because, yeah, no she needs some help with this dog, Um, how to sort him out. And it was like, wow.
0: Come and train with us. Links to the courses and other offerings are in the episode notes. Thanks for listening.